This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 49ers show blitz, but back out except for the corner. And Rogers under pressure and he can't escape. Down he goes at the 14-yard line. The ball comes out. They call it a fumble. Fred Warner came in and popped him. And then Rodgers lost the ball. Yeah, we didn't uh, do a whole lot positive tonight. A lot of stuff we talked about during the week, uh, eliminating negative yards plays. Obviously, we didn't do that. So they got after us up front and covered us good on the back end. We're bad on third down. I mean, tonight we were terrible on third down. I feel good about our, our culture, but we got to improve on offense and set the tone a little bit better than we did. Obviously, I fumbled on the first drive. That didn't help. Um, you know, we didn't uh, do a good job establishing a run. So they shut us down for a good part of the night, run the ball, and we couldn't really throw it with a you-know-what either. So in other words, what you're saying is you didn't do much offensively to help your team in any way, shape, or form. That's the words of Aaron Rodgers. I burnt the turkey. The yams came out greasy. Right. And I dropped the buns on the floor. Other than that, it was a hell of a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, it was, you know, that's like going to Mrs. Lincoln and saying, other than, you know, your husband getting shot in the head. How was was the the play? Yeah. (laughs) You know, boy, the playbill was written beautifully, and I'm sure the choreography was wonderful, but... Oh, my, he's got a headache. Uh, so, anyway, is, is it too soon? How? What is it too soon to talk about a president like that? Or should you never? You know, uh, some of the uh, like late-night guys like It wasn't Carson, like James Wilkes Booth no, jumped into San Francisco's... Uh, Carson and Leno of, and Letterman, yeah. they, they've done, like, Lincoln jokes. Yeah. And then there's it's like silence. Really? It's like it's, is it? Okay. 120, 150 yeah. years, it's just, you know, it's not going to work. Man. Okay. Generations aren't going to remember me in, like, another 100 years ago. You know what? That radio talk show host out of Wisconsin. Really he, ripped the team the next yeah, day. Yeah, the next loss. day and then fired off a Lincoln in the head joke. So anyway, uh, that being said, Michael, uh, welcome to uh, the program. And uh, what a, what an ugly night last night. Well, uh, I uh, late Friday afternoon, we shoot those little videos. And I thought, you know, I'm looking at 53 guys on minus one after we found out about Cole, Cole Madison. Madison. yeah. By the way, that's two guys that went on on ER on IR, including Lane Taylor, that got hurt in a Thursday practice. Mm-hmm. Two offensive linemen list right. in a Thursday practice. Um, I just thought, uh, man, that with that tough game that they had to play, the 49ers had to play against the 49ers and Jadavian Clowney in their backyard. I thought that would have given Matt Lafleur some inspiration, some ideas, Mike Patton some ideas. Uh, they they had to play the Cardinals close and the Cardinals are, you know they're an improving team they're trying to find their identity with their young quarterback I just thought with well, the Packers as healthy as they are and coming off a bye that this could be like the Bears game this could be close and a slow start and uh, and them having to figure out uh, knocking heads with this very physical 49ers they have looked this way since the preseason there was a game I was watching where one of their corners got ejected because he hit a dude over the middle hard. And the next three or four guys got personal foul penalties because they were basically saying, this is the way we're going to play. All right, it's preseason. Right. Go ahead and eject me. for." But guess what? Richard Sherman and those of us in the back end here of this uh, 49ers defense playing for Robert Sala, this is the way we're going to play all day, all year. 
And that's what they did last night. And they and they showed it. And so Friday afternoon, Jimmy Graham was at his locker. And when you saw what the Ravens did to the Patriots, and even though I don't understand Lamar Jackson at quarterback, you know, because how many times have we seen a quarterback like Michael Vick or Colin Kaepernick, you know, who can run? Not a bad passer. But Lamar has really picked up his passing game. But they got a running game, and then they have this this pounding defense, pounding defense that put away the Patriots. And the Patriots had no answers. And the Patriots got troubles with their offense right now on their perimeter. Uh, I just I went to Jimmy Graham and four or five other players last week, and I said, "Is there such a thing as teams that just come in physical? I know you got to win with execution and scheme and experience and all that, but are there some teams that just win because they're physical?" And here's what Jimmy Graham said. Yeah, I mean, they uh, there's teams. I mean, obviously the Ravens that they've been doing it for a long time. You know, playing physical. This team, if you look at their history, they've been doing it a long time as far as playing physical. Um, there's teams you know that when you go in and play them, that you're going to have to bucket your chin strap and and you know be ready for those hits. You know, just know it'll be a downhill game and and you know from the beginning to the end that um, it's going to be a physical one. I mean, I mean I've had battles with San Fran over the years. After every game, you know, it's it's a it's a long way up the stairs into the plane. And and you know, for me, um, you know, this is going to be no different. You know, we know we got to lean on each other. It'll be on the road. Um, you know, we know we have to you know come together and and just be ready for a dogfight uh, each and every play. It's a long way up the stairs to the plane after a game like that. It's, he's saying that's Friday afternoon, he's right? That. And he's talking about I went through this first wave with those guys with Patrick Willis, and Navarro Bowman, and when uh, you know that group of guys. Uh, and when Ka- back when they were going to a Super Bowl with Ka- Kaepernick with Ka- and Harbaugh, and Harbaugh, yeah. who fixed it, you know, he took over after Singletary he made the move from let's move on from Alex Smith to Kaepernick, got to a Super Bowl, almost you know beat the Ravens. So last night, um, there's you know DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead, and they are all over in Aaron Rodgers' face. That four man pressure, seven men back, and Fred Warner. This guy has just got them figured out. He's chasing after everything that they're doing last night. You talked to Devontae Adams about him trying to get some time. And, and what, would, what was up with Devontae? I mean, how many drops did he have? Three or four? Remember last week the story was, well, who's the number two receiver in the Packers? Yeah. They don't have a number one right, right now. he is. What was that? Uh, Twelve targets, only seven catches. He was mm-hmm. two for six in the, in the first half with the right. drops that he had. So Devontae talking about... Uh, how impressed are you on how strong that four-man front is for San Francisco right now? And they got some some beasts up front. It's tough. I mean, obviously we got to still take care of business, but I mean they got a really good team. They got a really good front, so it's, it's tough. You know, you got to they get paid too, so you know they, they got some some impact players, but we still got to come up with a game plan to stop guys like that. And uh, you know we didn't do that today. So at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Opening drive, Devontae Adams right there in front of the Packers bench on the sideline. There makes the first down catch, and then you know he. Bumps chest a little bit with that Emmanuel Mosley, the corner that you know shoved him out of bounds, and the the ref throws a taunting flag. Right, fifteen yards sends it back. Three or four plays later, Rogers the pocket collapses, fumble, short field, and you know it's like Mark Daniels tweeted out, "Well, at least the Packers are winning time of possession. They've had the ball for three minutes. Right, the Forty ers only had it for five seconds." And Devontae asked about the taunting call. I mean, that was just like some college stuff. I never seen a flag get thrown over what I did. I mean, I, I bumped chest with the dude, but this is the league, so 
I mean, I've, I've gotten much worse happen to me without no flag. So, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I don't want to comment because I know they're fining and all type of stuff over stuff like that. But at the end of the day, that, that I, I wasn't expecting it. So Matt LaFleur goes out, obviously his brother's out there, people he's familiar with is out there. I mean, one of the big calls last night, Mike, was and consistently from fans, was he got out coached. And I don't know why you call a timeout while you run the clock down numerous times. I don't know why you don't have a hurry-up offense with three minutes to go in the third third uh, third quarter and you're down three scores. I there there was just things last night that fourth quarter or that fourth down call where you just try to run it up the gut when you're getting your butt kicked all day long. There were just so many things that I thought this this is not a good look. This is where Matt Lafleur's being a rookie head coach kind of showed. Yeah, but I thought I thought that this guy would have come up. There's this way to beat that scheme: four man front, seven deep. The Bears have been running that for years. The Giants ran that, but the Giants. Giants won two Super Bowls with Tom Coughlin yep. with two different coordinators and the same defensive scheme. They beat the Patriots twice. First with Steve Spagnola and then later with Perry Fuel. And it's that talent. And it's, I'll tell you, some guys may have got a job last night and someone might be out of a job. A guy that might have got a job last night is Ethan Walk. You know who that guy is? He's been in that 49ers personnel department now 16 years. He's been through those two rebuilds. He's now their director yeah. of scouting, and he's the guy that's been getting this building that defensive line with those top picks. Like, and it's interesting. All the Packers last week, they knew that that was like a, that was something that was on the board Wednesday morning. The team meeting, oh, they got a defensive line that's uh, based built with a bunch of first round picks. And I don't know if that works for these players or not. They're you know Lafleur's trying to get through to these guys. This is a tough defensive line, all right? That's come into their own after two or three years together. And with you know defensive coordinator Robert Sala, these this is going to be the toughest front you're going to face all season. I don't know if that gets into a team's head or not, but this is a guy who's probably going to be a new GM now because he's the right hand man of John Lynch. Mm-hmm. The way those guys are hitting right now, is Sean Menenga going to lose his job after the season? That's the Packers' special teams coordinator because here you are after last night's game, and you how can you have negative yards for the season in punt returns? That's the first time that's ever happened in the NFL, some of the writers are saying today. And you've got J.K. Scott, who's had a 37-yard average last night. You know, he's up to 47 yards just a few weeks ago in good weather conditions last night. But you could see the 49ers special teams putting a push. You know that uh, Sean Menenga, remember, he was he was Lafleur's second choice. Mm-hmm. He wanted Darren Rizzi. The guy had been with the Dolphins right. for eight or nine years, but wanted top dollar. And he came and met Willow Floor, but there was reports that maybe the Packers weren't going to meet that guy's price, and they said, come on, we can get this done. So they, they got a guy from the Browns that had been there eight years, that Mike Pettin, when the two years he was head coach, had worked alongside. And that's Sean Menenga, who I still think is a good coach, but he's not finding any solutions. They need that you know, with their roster to, to, to figure out what that's going to be. By the way, Darren Rizzi, he's now with the Saints. They're doing just fine. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing uh, that. That defense there. is not bad either. So this is why you hear these comments from Lafleur. Who this guy Lafleur looked drained. I've never seen him. You know, he never gets too high. Never gets too low. Last he night, wiped. last yeah, he looked shell shocked. That I know all those guys. How did they beat me like this? First of all, you got to give the 49ers a ton of credit. That's a that's a pretty darn good football team. Uh, disappointed and. With myself, with with how we got out coached and we got outplayed, 
bottom line, and it's unacceptable, and we got to look at ourselves, and there's a lot to correct if we want to be the team that we, we want to be. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Mike Clemens joining us here in studio. Mike Clemens is going to join me down in Miami as well as we get set for uh, the Super Bowl this year. Going to be heading down there. 49ers and the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday <laughs> night. Looks like it's heading there. February that, which 2nd, is, which, Super Bowl 54 by the way, Raven, on Fox TV. Ravens tonight uh, on, on, on Monday Night Football. On Monday Night Football. So I'm looking forward to watching They're that. Taking tonight. on the Rams, right? Yep. And so, then next week, it's Ravens and 49ers Sunday at noon. I'm looking forward to oh, that. Morning. Yeah. This uh, portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pizza Del Rey in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Stop in and tell everybody over there we said hello. Great place. They take care of veterans. Huge pizza buffet. Uh, the pudding is uh, Mike Clemens rated, so that's good stuff <laughs> as well. Loves that pudding. And what Mike did was is he scoops them out of the bowl. They got little bowls. We're running late. Scoops them out of the bowl. There's some pudding. And then he set the bowl off to the side and took the bucket. And uh, we went over the table and was like, mm, this is good pudding. Uh, also, our friend at Dwayne's Covered All. D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Covered All, the best boat, canvas, upholstery supplier, and re- restorer in the state of Wisconsin. Hands down, go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Covered All.com. More of the Bill Michael Show with Mike Clemens is next. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. <laughs> Field, great protection, wide open. George Kittle inside the 10. Touchdown, San Francisco. Whoa, baby. That's 61 yards. It was great to have him out there. Uh, is he playing with a broken bone? Is, it, is, that, is that what's happening here? Uh, yes. Um, I mean, there's all types of different broken bones. So, uh, But, you know, he, he definitely has one. He had one right on the first play of the Arizona game. But, I mean, it was stable then. I mean, it's a bone chip. There you go. Those are the uh, words of their head coach from last evening. Also, you've got the call, and Kittle was a one-man wrecking crew, so to speak, and uh, it just—it was just ugly. I, I'm trying to uh, rinse this out of my mind, as Aaron Rodgers stated against the uh, Chargers, but this one's tough to take. Had they got beaten 27-24 or something like that, Mike, I could say, okay, you know, you still have a lot of belief there. After getting manhandled last night, that was a kick to the solar plexus last evening. Well, it just exposed... The facet of the Green Bay Packers is that they're not a physical team. They can't match up up front. Uh, they have to find ways to beat a team like that, and that's that's got to come up with it. That's scheme. That is coaching. That's what it's going to involve. Kyle Shanahan, by the way, listen how open and honest he is about George Kittle's. I mean, he's practically holding up X-rays. Talk, yeah, he's got a bone chip in there. Right. Yeah, is, you know, he he he'll talk about anything, and he's. Ten and one right now. There's a lot of things that he's he's very open with about players' injuries, where they're at, where their status is, when they made their decisions about it. Uh, whereas you know Green Bay's held that very close to the vest during the start of the Ted Thompson era, to be sure. Um, that was the play of the game for me because uh, you know that was the dagger uh, in favor of the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Here, Green Bay had just had that nice eight minute drive and they scored and then they. Uh, and and isn't it interesting that you find you start finally seeing this offense that Lafleur brought to Green Bay by way of Kyle Shanahan and those years with the Redskins and the Falcons? They're using those plays not in the middle of the field, but they're using those plays in the red zone, like that flip toss to Devontae Adams. Right? They're like holding their misdirection, their best trickeration plays, not to get a first down, to get a touchdown. I would submit they need to do this a little bit more 
you know, with with, with what they got going. Uh, but that was a, that's that's one of the plays you say, all right, that's the one we've been seeing in practice. That why aren't you guys doing that more instead of Rogers in the shotgun getting killed, and matchups like you know Alex Light out there. So uh, here's what happened on that play: George Kittle, bone chip in his ankle. You know, George, doesn't that hurt a little bit? It's football. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, you just, it's a mindset. You just go out and play football. That's all it is. Yeah, no problem. He lines up um, wide uh, to, in the left-hand slot. They run a like a fake jet sweep to the right. Everyone in the Packers' defense, their head turns to the backfield of the right of the 49ers. Every one of them, all 11, when you're looking at, at the 22. Garoppolo takes the snap, carries out that fake. Everybody's going that way. And now you've got safeties that should be staying in that hash mark area on the left-hand side in the slot where Kittle had lined up, and now he's leaving the line of scrimmage, including Darnell Savage Jr., the rookie. you got him biting on that, okay, going to the middle of the field because they all think it's going to be a run to the right. Kittle now has started, and now he's got Kevin King one-on-one. Kevin has got his hips turned, and now Kittle breaks and runs that post, and he's wide open, and there's no safety down there. And now King is doing, you know, a full 360, chasing him down the field, uh, and then you see Jair Alexander, a blur, come from the other side of the field to try and catch him, but Kittle's in for a 61-yard touchdown with a bone chip in his ankle. Garoppolo said... After the game, the quarterback, yeah, that's just the way it went in practice, man. We had the boot on. I felt no one around me or anything like that. Great play design from the coaches. You know, uh, we've kind of been holding on to that one for a little while. But, I mean, it's always a little different in practice, you know, because you're going against the scout team and and you don't know if, you know, that's the legit real look that you're going to get. So you're always a little hesitant on it. But George just ran a great route. He had had the corner post. He literally turned the corner around. I mean, it makes it for an easy throw for me. Those are the throws you get a little nervous on, though. It's just (laughs) so wide open that you don't want to miss them. I'm telling you, it played out exactly like it did in practice. So it was nice to see. They ran that play against their scout team and fooled them the same way. Right. And uh, that's and how well this thing is schemed up. That, uh, and there was out coached. Yeah. There was nobody over the middle. And obviously, you have, um, you know, Kevin King who's trailing that play, but looked bad uh, in doing it. Yeah. Jay Alexander tried to run it down at the very end. I didn't see any safeties in the area. So I don't know if there was something botched that they were expecting over the top help or something, but. That, that play just was so wide open. Before he became a head coach, Kyle Shanahan had nine years through two or three different teams as offensive coordinator. Tremont Williams has been looking at this guy's work for years. One thing about Shanahan, um, you know, um, I think everybody knows that he, he's, he's a really good uh, play caller, coordinator, and he attacks you. He attacks leverage. He knows what he's doing. We knew that. Um, we just have to be better. <laughs> I mean, now you just be better. I mean, I mentally, I, you know, you hear this a lot. We got to be better. We got to play better. We got to do this. We got to do that. It, it's do you communicate more? You know, this is one of the things we were talking about a little bit earlier. Is it communication? They're just not getting it between the guys. Is is it is it personnel calls? Is is it packages? It, you get tired after a while just hearing. Well, we got to be better. And then you look at the 49ers' defensive performance last night. How physical they are. Three or four years of building up that defensive line with top picks. And then, you know, adding Nick Bosa there last year, right? And uh, and then this Fred Warner guy. God, what a smart. And 
D. Ford out. Your big free agents that they brought in last year from the Kansas City Chiefs with a seven or eight sacks so for the season. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks, and they still put a beat down on Green Bay like that. Drilled so, you. And I got a feeling that, um, and I'm not, I'm not trained enough. I can try and watch this tape, but I've got a feeling that Fred Warner's uh, his, his assignment was to spy on Aaron Jones, at least on first and second yeah. down. And that's why, you know, Aaron Jones had such a hard time getting going. There was one time where they ran a draw. I think this was in the second, no, maybe in the second quarter. And it looked like it was going to work just by the way the, the 49ers defensive line was aligned. But Fred Warner knew where the play was going. And, and the hole that they had created for Aaron Jones actually made it easier for Warner to go and stop Jones mm-hmm. on the draw. And he just dropped Aaron Jones like a sack, you know, uh, about a, y- a yard past the line of scrimmage. And he got up, he was laughing because he knew exactly what was happening to play. And Rodgers had this, you know, you could see the close-ups from the sideline camera. Mm-hmm. You could see Aaron Rodgers' frustration like, oh, man. You know, and Fred Warren yeah. just laughing like, bring that all day because we know we've got that play down, man. Right. We know what's coming. We know what's coming. So DeForest Buckner, he's one of these two six-foot-seven guys that they've got that's really coming into their own. The other one, you know, Eric Armstead last night. And – and when you listen to him after the game last night, he's talking about, we're not afraid to blitz Aaron Rodgers. Everybody else talks about, oh, you can't blitz Aaron Rodgers because then he'll he'll just chew you up. Now, they, they killed him last night. Five sacks. He was hurried. I think that some of those bad throws Rodgers has because he got knocked around. Here's what DeForest Buckner had to say after the win. Oh, win first and second down, uh, stopping the run early. And, um, you know, so we can play the game we want to play, and which is getting up to the quarterback. And, you know, the, that's what we did from the start. Was uh, was Fred's forced fumble and obviously Eric's recovery. Yeah, I mean we came out guns blazing. Um, you know what I mean? That's the that's the kind of energy you want us to start off with, and especially with a team like that. And then uh, to, for the offense to capitalize off of it, I mean, you know, it's just a great start to the game. And then you have Brian Balaga going down right. with uh, a knee injury. Uh, they say he's week to week. It's not season ending. That's the early word. Out of Green Bay. We talked about this during training camp. You asked me, how do they look? I go, pretty good, but they ain't got anybody to back up David Bakhtiari in left tackle. And Alex Light is going up against Nick Bosa and one of the best defensive lines, and he talked about what went wrong. Let's do this. We'll get to that when we come back. Let's do this. We'll get to that when we come back because we're late for a break. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. Mike Clemens in studio talking Packers and 49ers. More after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. As a team, we're close to where we want to be, but we're far at the same time. You kind of get what I'm saying. Like, we're not far from where we want to be, but we got a lot of work to put in to be the team we want to be and to be, you know, to leave a mark. Like, we want to leave a mark as a team. Welcome back to the program. Mike Clemens joining us here in studio. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Top tier alternative fuels. No fee ATM. Stop in right now. They got plenty of stuff. That is on special. Use your quick rewards card, including today. They are doing the Karuba Coffee any size for only a buck. That is our friends over there at Quick Trip. Get rewarded for just walking through the door. That's Quick Trip. Mike Clemens uh, here in studio and kind of wrapping up the ugliness that was last night's ball game. The uh, the coaching staff, Matt LaFleur and his staff, of course, have got to figure out uh, how to win a game like that. But last night on the plane ride home, I got to guess that the, really the big picture is what's Brian Gutekind's thinking right now? As general manager, you know he's. he's well, I'm thinking he's, he's, he couldn't fix everything in one off season, right? And he's just trying to well, kind of or, survive with or in what two they have. years, yeah. or in two years that he's taken over. And you know, 
weeks ago before the trade deadline, people were saying, go on, get a wide receiver. Go on, get Emmanuel Sanders or one of these other guys. Uh, Make a big trade or something like that. Well, you know, here's what's on his plate. First of all, he's got to re-sign Kenny Clark at nose tackle. That's going to be a huge deal. And we already talked about this. I think the need is more like another linebacker to help out Blake Martinez. It might be after last night's game. uh, Boy, wouldn't you like to have a defensive line like that? Maybe you got to use your your top pick on a defensive lineman. Or maybe you got to use it for another tackle. I mean, here's Blog out again, you know, with a knee, uh, the same knee that he had the torn ACL. Yeah, two which, years by the ago. way, if you're just tuning in, it's not uh, overwhelmingly serious. It's a sprained MCL, not a torn ACL or anything. Okay, so that could be a couple weeks and then, you know, back by the end of December. In the meantime, you got an undrafted kid in Alex Light who had play right tackle last night against Nick Bosa. That didn't go so well. Didn't get the job done enough um, to come in critical of myself. And uh, we just didn't play our own brand of football. I don't know what it was. It just wasn't us. Got to regroup next week versus the Giants. And you you could hear right there, the Giants, he already knows he's going to be starting this week right. against the Giants. You know, it's going to be a while before Belaga's back. But good against your, your GM. Let's see, the Badgers fa- finish up their regular season against the Minnesota this coming Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That means that's the point then where you bring in all the scouts and then you do your own self-evaluation around Thanksgiving and he has to go through that roster and say, all right, who's, who's, who's worked out this year? What are our needs? And he's got to be saying right now, my needs are offensive line tackle. I need a defensive uh, lineman. I need, I need a linebacker. He's not, even though you spent six picks and you really only got uh, three on wide receivers and the next year three on, on running backs or vice versa, mm-hmm. and MVS hasn't really coming through. Nope. I and mean, out of those six picks, the only guy you got is, is Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams out of those six picks. Um, you've got to address that offensive line need, you know, no question. Right. And then there's the Desarius Smith story where the T-shirt tribute to Eileen. Ben Brooker is the assistant to Red Batty equipment manager, and his mom is dealing with breast cancer. You know, he told me about his mom, man. And I was like, man, we should do something for her because she's a big fan, you know. So uh, we came up with the idea to uh, do the shirt. And I was like, man, what? why wouldn't it be cool if I just do that as my next sex celebration? So I did it for her tonight. Hope everybody got a chance to see it. Did they, did they show it on TV? Yeah, okay, yeah. all right, yeah. yeah so that, so she saw it. So. They gonna give you hella camera time. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, man. I hope she get that message, man. And it all came through. Did you draw that or did somebody do it? He drew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, his penmanship ain't that good. <laughs> <laughs> that's Preston who said he came up with right. it, so he did it. But you know something? When you guys got, well, you got guys looking out for, you know, assistant equipment guys like that and talking, hey, how's it going, man? Well, my mom's in the hospital battling breast cancer. Yeah. And he does, he celebrates that, that on a primetime game like that. That's good stuff. That's, yeah. that's the culture, the positive culture that Aaron Rodgers is talking about. And that'll get you through the adversity. That, that's going to have to be, there's going to have to be a lot of that this week. Because this was, you know, Mike, like I said, I, I could take it 27 24, they get beat. But when you get just out physical and you don't have an answer, and you look lost, that's a scary thing for a team that's really believing that they're starting to head deep into the postseason. No adjustments through three and a half quarters. It's like, okay, let's bring out Tim Boyle. Yeah, no doubts. They've got to get back to the drawing board. We will, too. Tomorrow on the program, uh, we're going to talk with Rob Reichel. He's going to be joining. So we're going to talk some Badgers tomorrow as well. So we got that coming up. So un- until then, it's time for us to get out of here as we begin our preparation for Turkey Day and everything else that goes along with a reminder tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's special edition of the Bill Michael Huddle going to be at Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street, brought to you by Bud Light. Time for us to go. Have a good one.
to border. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Hey, Milwaukee. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 